Hello everyone. Welcome to episode number 7 of the Elevator Chat series in our Canadian journey. I am Darshan Maharaja. Today I want to talk about a recent decision by the Supreme Court of Canada on the constitutional validity of the Safe Third Country Agreement. The Supreme Court upheld its validity. Specifically, the challenge was that the agreement violates section 7 of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. which guarantees the right to life liberty and security of the person as we know since end january 2017 this safe third country agreement has been much in the news following prime minister trudeau's tweet inviting basically the whole world to canada whether they had fulfilled the legal requirement for doing so or not the loophole in this agreement was taken full advantage of by tens of thousands of people i think the total number is over 40000 notably and notoriously at roxham road after years of claiming that it was impossible to close this loophole possibly because there was political advantage to be gained from taking that stance The Trudeau government had no difficulty in closing it practically overnight during the recent visit to Canada by US President Joe Biden. As we may expect in such circumstances, the closure was challenged legally on grounds that the safe third country agreement violates section 7 of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms in Canada. I'm not a lawyer nor do I have any legal background at all. but from a layman's perspective from reading the supreme court decision i have given the link in the description it seems to me that in the supreme court's view the protections under our charter are available to non canadians for example at one point it says quote three aspects of detention conditions meaning in the us as found by the federal court judge the use of medical isolation abnormally cold conditions and deficiencies in medical care fall within the scope of liberty and security of the person end quote as you know liberty and security of the person are rights guaranteed in the charter section 7 along with life for the supreme court to opine that certain conditions fall within their scope indicates to me that in the judge's opinion the charter applies to not just citizens of canada but also to illegal migrants and everybody in between i mean they finally said that the causality is the issue here meaning that these conditions the use of medical isolation abnormally cold conditions etc how uh, to be caused by an action of the canadian government that was their focus in the case but my focus is here where they acknowledge that these conditions do fall within the scope of liberty and security of the person which tells me that they think these um, protections ought to apply to everyone not just canadian citizens generally speaking canadians mindset is broad so they may find it not controversial at all that the supreme court thinks that charter rights are available to non canadians however there is an earlier verdict by the supreme court stating the exact opposite in a 1992 case involving the government's decision to deport one joseph chiarelli i hope i am pronouncing that right uh, 
who was a permanent resident and who had been convicted of serious crimes in Canada, the Supreme Court said in a unanimous ruling that the Charter specifically provides for, quote, differential treatment of citizens and permanent residents, end quote. The Supreme Court considered Section 6 of the Charter, which makes a distinction between citizens and permanent residents in relation to mobility rights, because only citizens have a right to enter Canada. And then they drew a connection with Section 7 of the Charter relating to legal rights of Canadians. By the way, I found this reference while researching this episode in an article in the McGill Law Journal of the McGill University. I have provided the link to this article in the description. The article contains details of other cases also, some two dozen of them, where the Supreme Court has made a distinction between Canadian citizens and non-Canadian nationals who are on Canadian soil vis-à-vis their charter rights. Given these diametrically opposite verdicts from the highest court in the country, I am not sure where the Constitution of Canada stands on the charter rights of all the people on Canadian soil. I think this is an important point to have absolute clarity on. After all, the Constitution, which includes the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, is at the very foundation of our social contract. When the messages as to what it actually means are conflicting, that too from the highest court in the land, it becomes difficult for the Canadian society to function properly. This is bound to create problems uh, as we go forward into the future. Or at least that's what I think. When I saw the news of the latest verdict by the Supreme Court, I had this vague idea that it was contrary to what I had read earlier on the issue of who exactly can benefit from the protections under the Charter. When I dug into the issue today, I found that my recollection was correct, so I thought I would bring my observation to your notice. I hope you found today's chat useful. I'll see you soon in the next episode. Until then, goodbye and take care.